Okay, so last week we talked about correlations between Kedusha, Tiferes, Emes, Torah, and Nora. Um, and Nora, Nora in particular, which, which helped cross us over to the idea which the Maharal brought out, which was that this is the third of, well, I guess it would be the Spheros or the third of whatever it is we're counting, mm-hmm. Avram Yitzchak Yaakov. So um, the idea where there's a reality of chesed, there's chesed as expressed through gevura, and there's chesed that's expressed. There's there's chesed that's expressed through this third idea of kedusha or tiferes or emes or torah or nora. Oh, here's Mrs. Khan, which brings which is a new reality of the chesed and the chesed and gevura together. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Mrs. You're just we're just reviewing what we spoke about last week, which was the correlation and why these ideas all line up together. Kedusha, Tiferes, Yaakov, Emes, Torah, Nora. Um, it also aligned with Kriyashma, right, which was as we, that, the level of Bechira and Hamlacha, which I think we spoke about at least a little bit last time. Um, and the Maharal, who points out that the word Nora um, which comes up in particular, let's say Rosh Hashanah, where this bracha opens with Kadosh Atav and Nora Shemecha, things like that. That that the Nora um, aspect is really a reference to our reaction to Hashem's revelation, not to Hashem's action on us through revelation, because Hakobi De Shemaim Chutzmiyiras Shemaim. Hashem does not impose his, his awe upon us. He reveals it to us, but it's up to us to decide that we will tune into that and do something with it, <laughs> recognize it, notice it, and then change our behaviors and our actions in accordance, mm-hmm. which is, again, that element of bechira, of free will. And, um, and I think what kind of our topic today will kind of build out of that idea where there's a response that our Bechira is our Bechira is the is what it would be fair to say it is the divine aspect of a human being is shown and demonstrated in the Bechira at least in our physical implementation and because God has perfectly free will he's completely he has all power and all control and he does as his will is, we do not have power and control, but Hashem provided us with Bechira, which is a reflection of the divine. There is an aspect to a human being of having the sense of being free to choose what I want to do, to attempt to make things happen the way I wish them to be. And that is different from the rest of creation, that freedom of will. And not only is it different and unique to a human being, but it is a reflection of godliness. And therefore, this idea of an interaction, there's a state of, it isn't, um, if we would say that chesed is hashba or giving, and gevura is a holding back from giving, mm-hmm. um, but kedusha is something different. It's a two-sided giving. It's a back and forth. It's a flow. But it's not 
two separate things. It's a new reality, a new unified reality, and that was expressed even a few weeks ago when we talked about the Kruvim, the embrace of the Kruvim. And embrace is a two-way. It's a single experience, but it's involving two people or two Kruvim. Um, the idea of Yerushalayim, of Nora, is kind of a two-way because it's Hashem's revelation and yet our choosing to see it and respond to it. So there's a reaction to. Um, I was going to mention it later, but I, it's worth saying now mm -hmm. just as much. Over here we have Ukdoshim Bechol Yom Yehalelucha Selah. Now there's a lot of words when we talked about Baruch Sha'amar. There were a lot of potential words to use for praising Hashem. Come in. You can still come in. <laughs> Thank you, Elisha. There are a lot of choices of words for praise. And without reviewing what we learned then in particular, I would just remind you that, oh, sorry, just one second, that Hallel, hang on one second, um, that Hallel, this idea of Hallel is not per se singing and dancing, that Hallel is related to the word for a glow or a reflection. And so how, that idea of Hallel is the praise that fits naturally to the idea of Kedusha because it does require us on this side, but it's a reflection. It bounces back the light that hits it. It's not the, <laughs> it's not the origin of it, which is that same concept and that same idea. Okay, so that's sort of our bridge. So we have I I think I guess the topic today is Kedusha in terms of well we there's so many different ways I things I could hang it to, but let's say Ukdoshim Bakol Yomi Halalukasala. And there was an ambiguity there. Does the Kedosha mean the Malachim, who every day praise God? Does Kedosha mean people who are Kadosh, who every day praise God? One reason that there's ambiguity is because when you have a minion, then the, this bracha is introduced with what we call Kedusha, right? Nekadesha shimcha ba'olam, keshem shemakdishim also bishmei maro. Of course, in there lies the answer, because there you're talking about Malachim, but if you pay attention in Kedusha, you start by talking about Malachim, and you end up by talking about us. Right? It's really that. It's Nekadesha Shimcha Ba'olam. We will sanctify God's name in this world. Kishem Shemakdishim Mosel Bishmei In the manner in which they sanctify God's name in the heavens, on high. Okay? There's an SUV getting a ticket. I don't know, let me ask. Um, so that's really for today is, and it fits in with this same idea where there's a, a response, a reaction, something going on. What is this idea of the Kedusha and where did the Malachim suddenly fit in? It's not like we are constantly walking around referencing our Avodah Hashem to the Avodah of the Malachim. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think. I mean, Kedusha comes up a lot. There's Kedusha between the different sections of davening. There's a Kedusha in the first bracha of Shema, mm-hmm. which, if you take all the principles we learn, becomes very clear why there's a Kedusha in the first part of Shema. Um, there's a Kedusha after Shemona Esrei, for the same reason, because it holds the same place, right? Because you start stepping back down. But, but it's not... Um, sort of outside of the Kedusha zone, we are not constantly referencing Malachim. So one reason is because the Kedusha zone is the zone of Malachim. So then you're referencing the Malachim and you're, you're relating in the same way that we said that in the world of Asiya, so we are relating to Hashem uh, through the physical. We notice what Hashem has created in the world and what he's given us and then we relate to him through that also using the physical aspects of our life, our hands, our bodies, our feet, our, wor- our, uh, our mouths, our eyes. So that's relating through that. When we relate to Hashem through Yitzira and through the, the emotional, um, through the level of global forces which Hashem uses to push and direct history and uh, international and national events. So then we relate to Hashem through those areas and we're in the world of Malachim, then we are relating through that. So it makes sense that even over here, where we're really at the at a much higher level, but what we've done is we've walked our way up it in these three steps. On the one hand, we're already in Shmona Esrei. Now the other hand, even within Shmona Esrei, we kind of pull ourselves together again through Chesed, Gvura, Kedusha, kind of rounding ourselves back up, it makes sense that we're relating by means of malachim, in a sense. Not that we're using the malachim, but actually referencing them. We're saying, well, what do the malachim do? Mm-hmm. Okay, so how could we do that? How could we look at this part of the world and emulate that and make that our avoda to Hashem? And, and not because we're going to do what the malachim do. We have to say, how could we look at the world of the malachim and then learn from that how to serve Hashem in a uniquely human way, in the same way we looked at the physical world and our physical existence and learned how to serve Hashem in a uniquely human way. So in the same way, we would look at the world of the Malachim and say, how do we serve Hashem in a uniquely human way in light of this new knowledge? Okay. So... Rav Hirsch says, this Kedusha is meant to serve as a model upon which to pattern our own Kiddush Hashem. One aspect of it, and that's why we only say this if there is a minion, the Kedusha, the, the kedusha part of this Atta Kadosh Bracha, is because it's referring to an aspect of Kiddush Hashem that can only be fully attained by a community as a whole. And a community always requires 10, right? Mm-hmm. Even the malachim are being described here as each malach has its own task, and yet they're described as karazeh elzeh. There's an, an interconnected sort of network happening over here that allows this kedusha to take a full form. Now, what is it that they are declaring? So the way Rav Hirsch puts it is like this. Declaring to one another that whatever they do and accomplish, 
serve solely to fulfill the will of God. Now that's pretty much the definition of a malach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meaning it is the ultimate expression of malachhood is the declaration that whatever they do and accomplish serves only to fulfill the will of God. Because a malach, um, I heard Rav Berkowitz said it like this, he said a malach has a sense of a distinct identity. It has a, dis- it, a sense of a distinct and separate identity from God. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember when we talked in Shema, we talked about this level of ego, of dedicating the whole self to God. There is nonetheless the sense that there is a me. Mm-hmm. There's a me and there's a him. Maybe it's intimate and it's just the two of us and it's the relationship between the two of us. But there is a me. Mm-hmm. Malachim have a sense that there's a self and that that is a distinct and distinctive self. What they don't have is an independent sense of will. I don't think we have too much grasp of what that means because to us those two things are so combined mm-hmm. that who I am is what I, what I want and that's different and that that somehow defines me. But in fact, it seems to be two different things than Malachim have one. So they declare to one another that whatever they do and accomplish, which is in their unique ways and their specialized ways, is only to fulfill the will of, of Hashem. There, there is no self-will there. I was also just interested, the idea that over here in the world of Kedusha, what we're doing is aspiring to model ourselves after Malachim, Mm -hmm. and the connection with the Kodesh HaKadoshim, where they would roll back and say, look inside, and you see these sort of Malach-like images, right? This sort of like, this idea that like, get a glimpse of this so that you know what you're modeling was also like a kind of a, just an interesting idea that somehow these go together. Okay. Okay. Now here we start to say, okay, but we're people. We're not malachim. So we're modeling after malachim and yet we aren't. And therefore, Rav Hirsch says, with regard to ukdoshim b'chol yomi halalucha sela, he says, what, is that? what does that mean? Those who are kadosh praise Hashem every day. He says it means only those who are kadosh praise Hashem every day. Meaning, someone who isn't Kadosh can't be praising Hashem. Now, what does that mean? I mean, a person, you know, we have all these stories of Rishaim who, you know, at the last minute when they're punished or they realize Hashem was right, Hashem Tzadik, I'm not sure that anyone considers Paro to be a Kadosh, right? But even Paro at some point said, you know, Hashem is Tzadik, Hashem is right and I'm wrong. So there's an acknowledgement. But I think, first of all, because of our understanding that lehalel has to do with reflecting God's kedusha through our existence and choices um, helps explain why it's only someone who's kadosh who could be doing that. Mm-hmm. That there may be some other, you know, acknowledgement or admission or praise that someone who's non-kadosh could achieve. It just, it's not going to be halel. <laughs> By definition, it won't be a halel. Um, but Rav Hirsch says more than that. Well, it goes more depending on whether you're saying more is more restrictive or more broad. He says, only those who themselves are holy or who at least aspire to holiness, which is very lucky for us because that would be pretty scary. You say, okay, but I'm not a kadosh. So how can I do this? Where, how, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the third bracha of Shmon Esrei. Where will I go from here? Right? He says, no, aspiring to holiness also puts someone in the category of a kadosh who can b'chol yomi halu 
And I think we understand that. I think we understand that based on Rav Hirsch when he explains in Parshas Korach the difference between, there's, there's this subtle difference between Korach's argument, which is an undermining of God's dominion and God's appointing of, of Moshe and Aaron. And yet it sounds so plausible, right? Korach says, everybody's holy. And, and it's hard, well, what's wrong with that? I mean, that, isn't that true? Doesn't God say you know, you're, you're a holy nation, I'm Kadoshata, and all the, right? So, so what was wrong with Korach's argument? And what Rav Hirsch points out is, no, the Torah says the nation is Kadosh. The individuals are Kadoshim Tihiyu. <coughs> tihiyu means will be Kadosh. Thank you. In other words, it's a process of moving towards Kedusha. That is the Kedusha of human beings. And in particular, the Jewish people who are the torchbearers of humanity right now. I mean, this, this aspect of Kedusha is over, over the line, right, that divides the physical world and the spiritual world, mm-hmm. um, which means that it's not an area in which we expect someone who's not Jewish to be functioning. It, I don't think it means it's impossible. Mm-hmm. It just means that it isn't the reality of what's happening. And that we've talked about many times, these different choices, the choice of the Tower of Bavel, Right, the living in a world of six, and supposed to be living in a world of seven, and seven is associated with kedusha. Right, all of this mm-hmm. and this, the picking up of this torch of humanity through Avraham and through his children and descendants. Right, that this area is aspiring to kedusha, and he brought as an example of that the kodesh hakadoshim, which is a room in the Beis Hamikdash that we are constantly moving towards. Every time we daven, we turn to face it. We take three steps in that direction. During the avodah in the Beis Hamikdash, we start in the outer chutzer and we prepare ourselves. And then we work in and we have a korban in the outer, in the inner courtyard. And then we go farther inside and there's a menorah and there's a shulchan and there's even a mezbeach ketores. And we, the mezbeach ketores is directly facing the parochas and the kodesh hakadoshim. And then we stop. We, we, ne- we don't walk all the way in. Only the Kohen Gadol, and only when he's representing the whole community. And only on Yom Kippur, which is the Kodesh HaKadoshim in time, ever steps in there. So we're constantly moving toward this Holy of Holies, and yet we never go in. And what Rehearsed said is, that's Kedoshim to you. That is something where you can't quite ever get there, but that's okay. Because the job is to keep moving towards there. Your job is not to worry about actually getting in. It's the fact that you keep moving towards. And that's where Korach was wrong. Korach was saying everyone is holy. And Hashem says, no, no. (laughs) Everyone is moving towards holy. And that's also holiness. When we say everyone, do we mean all Jews? Yeah. But not... Not non-Jews. It, it's not a given. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's a given that every Jew is moving toward holy. Mm-hmm. We all should be, and we all have the capacity to be, and perhaps we all do at some time or another. But it's something that takes a conscious work, right? That's Hakobi Dei Shemayim Chutz Everything is in the hands of heaven except Yerushamayim. We have to choose it, mm-hmm. and we have to work on it, and we have to turn our face in that direction, right? And we had this idea that every part of the, of the Mishkan is called Mishkanos, Every separate part, the chatzer, the heichal, the kodesh, 
each of those is a mishkan in its own right. Mishkan meaning a place where Hashem Shechina comes and dwells. Because even if a person hasn't achieved the peak of holiness, the fact that they're in the mishkan at all, that they're facing, that they're aiming towards holiness, kedoshim tihiyu, that is also where Hashem makes His presence come. It, that is not dependent upon the fact that you got to only Kodesh HaKadoshim. That may be the source of it, but it will permeate throughout. Okay, so I think that that helps us understand this concept of only those who are themselves holy or at least aspire to holiness may praise Hashem and have Tehillos Hashem upon their lips. It, it's, it's not talking about permission. Mm-hmm. It's talking about reality. That's what it describes. That's Kedoshim B'chol Yomi Halalucha Sela. That those who are Kadosh, every day of their life is a Halal of Hashem. So we're going to get to that a bit more. Malachim are created that way, Rav Schwab says. And the Jewish people are becoming that way. And this, this then becomes a distinguishing factor. This distinction between the Malach and the Jew and and helps us understand why the malachim, it's not just that they populate this world that we're striving to put ourselves in here. It's why they're the model for it. They are kadosh. We are striving for kadusha. We're moving in that direction. So for sure we want to look, and if that's what we're striving to emulate, like, right, if we're moving towards kadusha, then look at those who are already kadosh just by existing, and then we emulate. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about what it is then are we emulating over there with the malachim. So Rav Hirsch and Chorev, in describing Kedusha, Kedusha meaning Nekadesh Hashem Chaba'olam, right, which is, it's so funny. I think because of the way they print it in the Siddur, and probably because of the fact that I don't daven with a minion three times a day, so to me, it's like an extra. It's sort of like, you know, you're benching and like, oh, it's Shabbos. Let me add Ritzay. It's like, oh, we're with a minion and we're saying Chazaris Hashat. Let's add Kedusha. But you see the way the Mefar, it's very interesting. Like as I've been studying this, the way the Mefarshim, the way the Mefarshim talk about Kedusha, like all the Mefarshim on Siddur start with Kedusha and then get, it's not just the order. Like that's the beginning of the bracha. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like a big chunk of the avoda of this bracha. Mm-hmm. And it's omitted when you're by yourself. Even if you're in a minion and you're dominating by yourself, right? Like the first Shmona Esrei, before you get to the second Shmona Esrei with the repetition. It's really omitted. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was like, that's, yeah, it's kind a of a funny, yeah. Like, you realize that like nobody takes it that way. Everybody takes it for granted that like, no, that's the beginning of Kedusha. And then... Okay, it's just that you have to build up to it, and so it's really a peak in its way. Okay, so with regard to Kedusha, <coughs> he says, this is, this is the opening of the bracha, which declares that Hashem, although he is the all-highest and all-holiest, remember one definition of Kedusha was elevated above the material, mm-hmm. he is yet concerned to call man to his service. And he cares enough about people that it matters to him to call us that we should also be serving him. That's Atah Kadosh V'Shimcha Kadosh, Ukdoshim B'chol Yom Yahalalu Chazala. Okay. 
So when we're saying that bracha, we open by saying that just like, he says, like the choir of the forces of creation. I got to tell you, choir of the forces of creation is a pretty cool definition for malach. Or malachim. Yeah. It's good. (laughs) And and, um, it's not just beautiful. It is beautiful, but it isn't only beautiful. It's beautiful in an exact and precise way. Right? Because a malach, malach literally we would define maybe as a messenger. Right? What is a messenger? It's someone who is sent out to perform the will of the one who sent the messenger. Mm-hmm. Okay? So a malach, Rabbi Tatz, I think, dis- will define a malach as a, a fo- uh, an emissary of divine force or an emissary of divine will. Mm-hmm. Right? So throughout, all throughout different parts of um, certainly Torah Shabbat Peh, but all, I think also in other places, right? Yeah, no, for sure. You'll have malachim described as being sent to do God's will. Right? So, I don't know, let's, let's say uh, Bilam, right? Shem sends a malach with a sword, right? But it's not the malach who's acting on its own behalf or its own volition. Hashem sends the malach to apply the force. The malach is the sending of the force into creation. If we think about it in terms of our four levels of cre- our four worlds, it's the world of Bria. Bria is creation, where something goes from being thought about that it will exist to the force for it actually coming into existence. It doesn't have its shape yet, that's Yitzira. But Bria is that force being created and put into the world. That's the Malachim. Mm -hmm. I just want to make a note. Sorry. So, sorry, so that the choir of the forces of creation is, is beautiful, not just because it sounds beautiful, mm-hmm. is beautiful because it is a definition. It's an actual definition. But I love it anyway. Okay. So, Hashem is so high and kadosh, and he's calling us to his service. And so our response is to say basically three things. One is that we recognize that Hashem is all holy and enthroned above creation, that he is, he atah kadosh. And really these three things in Kedusha are summarized in the brach at the end. So that the, that the malachim say kadosh, 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 Hashem tzavakos. Hashem is holy, holy, holy. He is elevated, elevated, elevated. That no matter how much it would be a, a kedusha to view even the malachim, even <laughs> the choir of the forces of creation, that those forces themselves are singing that Hashem is so far above them that they can't conceive it. That is kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. That they can see so much more than us that they, you know, we don't necessarily. Okay. And furthermore, they say. Melo kol ha'aretz kevodo. But he ties it also to Hashem Tzavakos. They describe Hashem, they say Kadosh, 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 and they don't just say Hashem, they say Hashem Tzavakos, mm-hmm. which is hosts, 
Meaning, again, I think that's why he defined malachim here as forces of creation. Mm-hmm. Because tzivakos are, are like army hosts. Regiments and battalions all working together in unison, each one getting its job done so that they all march toward a common goal that is not representative of their own will. Mm-hmm. That's malachim, right? That's, that is the universe that has been created. So that's kadosh, 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 Hashem tzvakos. Hashem, who is the creator and Lord of all these hosts of creation, which reveal Hashem as their creator. That's okay. Now that corresponds, I didn't see anybody exactly say the correspondence, but it seems pretty clear. Where Atokadosh is that Hashem himself is elevated. The Shimcha Kadosh, we we know from before, Shimcha, Hashem's name is how he reveals or manifests himself to us through Torah or through creation. So Hashem Tzivakos is a Shem Hashem, which is the revelation of Hashem through the Tzivakos, through, through the Tzivakos Hashem, through the hosts of creation, which he has created, which march in time to his will consistently. That is the revelation of him, and that's Vishim Chakadosh. Ukdoshim B'chol Yom Yehalalu Chasela is a third point, and that corresponds in Kedusha to this. Okay. So the Malachim say Kadosh, 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 good morning. The Malachim say Kadosh, 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 Hashem Tzavakos. Melo kol ha'aretz kevodo. The entire earth is filled with Hashem's glory. In other words, everything that is created is a declaration and a manifestation and a presentation of Hashem's presence in the world. We've talked in the past about kavod as being a word that specifically was glory. I don't know, like, Kavod referring to Hashem being uh, demonstrated or presented through the physical, when the physical world is a demonstration of Hashem's presence and control in creation. Okay, and then we say, Le'umasam, in response to that, Baruch Yomeru. We say, Baruch Kavod Hashem Mimkomo. We say it as the Malachim say it, but Baruch kavod Hashem mim komo. Hashem's kavod is uh, where we. Here's how Reverse says it: that Israel should dedicate itself to Hashem's service. It's a reaction. It comes back to this idea of kedusha as a back and forth, as a relationship. That when we look at the malachim. And we realize that these beings that are kadosh are saying everything in the world is a presentation of Hashem's greatness. Then we say, oh, we're in the world. (laughs) We should become a presentation or representation of God's greatness. Also, we need, okay, the difference is... We have to recognize that and choose it. We need to look at the malach and see what they're saying, look at the world, see what it's saying, say, oh, we're also a part of this. We need to also be dedicated. We want our lives to also be like the sun and like the moon and like the stars and like the malach. My life should also be 
a reflection and representation of Hashem's covet in the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, but for me to say that means I have to have recognized that that is so. I have to recognize that Hashem is, is Kadosh, recognize that He's revealing Himself through creation, recognize that everything fills creation with that, with that, with that um, call, and choose to join in with it. Mm-hmm. That is the difference. And that is the bridge of how, by looking at the Malachim, I mean, in my simple understanding, looking at Malachim, we then come to our own avoda in Kedusha. By looking at the forces that move creation that are so powerful and high and great and unstoppable from our point of view. Right? We already learned in Gevura that not, don't stop God. That's his force acting. That all of that is something where I look and I say, that's what I'm meant to be too. And I do that by choosing into it. A, because I'm human, so I have this free will, and B, because I'm human. In other words, if each thing, in behaving in the way it was created to be, sings its shira, declares God's glory in the world, that's the choir of heavenly forces, then it's it requires me to choose it because I am a choosing being. It's only through the choice to choose to be part of God's choir that I have expressed then I was created as a human being and in being a human being, now I am demonstrating Hashem's glory to the world. Mm -hmm. So it's like all the pieces together, but it's all really the same thing, which is that whole concept of Kedusha. It's given to me, I'm giving it back, but it's really all one thing. Okay, so this is the declaration of Kedusha, but it corresponds to Atah Kadosh, Veshimcha Kadosh, Ukdoshim Bechoyom, It's the same three parts. Rav Berkowitz defines the halal like this. He says, it doesn't mean singing and dancing. I mean, that's nice if you sing and dance in halal, but that's not what halal means. He says it means recognizing that things have higher meaning and purpose. You can hear in there what the reflection is, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at things, occurrences in the world and things in the world and recognize that they have higher meaning and purpose, it doesn't just end with their physical expression. But everything in creation is actually demonstrating Hashem's presence and has a purpose and meaning. That's hollow. He says, when a human being elevates the physical to the extent of his own capacity, which could always be changing, like this brings us back to Rav Hirsch, a ka- someone who is Kadosh or who aspires to Kedusha, right? Hey. So hard when you have to catch your breath. I don't know how, how I could stand it. Thank you. When a person elevates the physical to the extent, Gizantite, to the extent of his capacity, his own capacity, to understand the higher purpose, which is, could be fairly limited. That is called Yahalalucha. And that is called the person being Kadosh. Which is like, very interesting. It comes back to that Kadoshim Tiyu. It's, it's almost a sliding scale of the person. Wherever you are, when you turn, your page is so beautiful, I can't wait to read the notes. But they're so pretty just to look at. <laughs> 
So Kedusha is this idea of living in the physical world and recognizing the spiritual, which is exactly what we learned about it, that elevation of the physical. And he, he draws the distinction between the malachim and the people and the interaction of the avoda here. He says, malachim have a sense of individual identity but not independent will. They are kedoshim just in knowing the fact that they're kedoshim. Their praise of Hashem, kadosh, 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 is, is in recognizing how distant he is from them. But we are kadosh through a process of aspiring to Kedusha, of elevating ourselves, which means that our Kedusha comes not from recognizing so much the distance of God over us, we can't even grasp it really, but rather by aspiring to draw closer to him. It seems that the malachim are not per se aspiring to draw closer to Hashem. They are recognizing what is. They recognize their own kedusha. They recognize Hashem's kedusha to whatever extent it is that they can do that. Mm -hmm. But we recognize. He says, he says malachim recognize the their kedusha is by looking at what is. Our kedusha is by looking within. We need to look inside of ourselves in order to grow our Kedusha and draw closer to Hashem. He says that's why it starts with the Kedusha of the Malachim and the Shira of the Malachim. He says the Gemara says the Shira of the Malachim is Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. The Shira of the Jewish people is Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, which is why in the longer Kedusha on Shabbos and Musaf, we actually say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. And that's why the Gemara says that that's an even higher level, right? The Shema Yisrael is only two words because it's listen, Yisrael. He says, what is that? How do you compare listen, Israel, hero, Israel? What does that compare to Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh? How are they even related? He says, because Shema Yisrael means tune in, pay attention, notice. That's our avoda. That is our avoda of Kedusha. It's not the same as a malach's avoda of Kedusha, but it is informed by the malachim, their avoda of Kedusha. It's informed by it, and from there we're inspired to aspire. So while we may not achieve Kedusha in this bracha, maybe we can for a moment, I don't know, we can aspire we can become a kadosh as in a human kadosh, which is somebody who is aspiring towards kedusha, And that's really only begins with the level of the malachim. Okay. So if that third stage that Rav Hirsch described, Israel's existence should be a manifestation of Hashem's greatness and the commitment to that and the decision and the recognition of that, oh my goodness, that's what everything in the world is doing, is manifesting Hashem's greatness and calling it out. I also want to be part of that. I was created to be a part of that. That's a commitment to it, but then how would that play out? So with Malachim and with most of creation, the way that plays out is by simply existing in accordance with his will. As a human being who is a choosing being with Bechira, that plays out by choosing in accordance with his will. Which is why when we do a mitzvah, in other words, 
making an action, choosing to do an action not because I happen to want to, I may or may not want to. There's nothing wrong with the fact that I did want to. But the reason I'm doing it is because Hashem wants me to. That makes it a mitzvah, something that's commanded, as opposed to just like a nice good deed. Okay. When I do that, I make a bracha, Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, Hashem who is the master of the whole universe, Asher Kiddushanu B'mitzvosav, who made us kadosh with his mitzvos. There's a kedusha that we can achieve through mitzvos. It is the kedusha of choosing to do something because it is God's will. If it's my will also, so depending on what that means, all the better. Meaning not to serve myself, but if my will is to do what Hashem wants, then that's even better. Great. That's the concept of hamlacha, of declaring Hashem is my God. That's the concept of hakara, recognizing Hashem as the source of everything. That's the concept of bechira, of free choice, and doing mitzvot, choosing gadol ha choosing to do what we're commanded to do. That's the concept of declarations of kedusha, of a, a singing ashira. So, and Kiddusha as precious, as self-control, self-discipline, not doing something because of taiva, doing something only because it's right, that's ukdoshim b'choyom That's how we can achieve ukdoshim b'choyom And it's reflected every time we do a mitzvah and say, asher kedushanu b'mitzvosavetzivanu, who made us kadosh with the mitzvos and commanded us. The commanding itself is the opening for us to achieve this Turning towards Hashem for Kedusha. <clears throat> it's so noisy out there. Okay, I just want to maybe do a couple more points. I'm not sure I'm going to manage next week to do Shear. Let me just close the window because we're not going to have much air So here's what Rav Hirsch says in his commentary on the Siddur. There is one truth which must pervade all of our lives and all of our endeavors before God. A truth, the practical application of which, will set the tone for our conduct and thus for our entire relationship with him. Essentially, he's defining the concept of atokadosh, that there's a knowledge, there's a truth we're stating here that mm-hmm. and which is a practical application of the knowledge of that truth. So I'm just going to read that. It's a half a sentence. There is one truth which must pervade all of our lives and all of our endeavors before God. A truth, the practical application of which, will set the tone for our conduct and thus for our entire relationship with him. And again, it's back to this kedusha as a relationship, as having two, two parts to it and yet being one. We refer to the truth taught in Parsha's kedoshim. 
which it must be, right? What other Parsha? That God is holy. That Parsha opens with, Kedoshim Tihiyu, Ki Kadosh Ani. Hashem says, you shall be holy because I am holy. God is holy and we will be his only if we too are holy. It's Kedoshim Tihiyu, Ki Kadosh Ani Hashem Elokeichem. There's that Ani Hashem Elokeichem from the end of Shema, right? I am Hashem, your God. And we even bring it up in the extended versions of Kedusha, like in Musaf on Shabbos, right? We say, just like we say Shema twice a day, Hashem will say a second time, like he did at Harsinai, Ani Hashem Elokeichem, I am Hashem, your God, right? These all go together. Kedoshim tiyu ki kadosh Ani Hashem Elokeichem. You shall be holy, because I am holy, I am Hashem your God. That our Kedusha is based on Hashem's Kedusha. And that one truth by itself, when it becomes a practical application and motivator and driver in our lives, this is the difference when it's nice to think about something philosophically, but if it doesn't come into anything, what have you achieved? Mm-hmm. Right? So it's that taking something from up there and somehow managing to have it have an application down here, that's what creates the relationship. And that's Ani Hashem Elokechem. It's not Kedoshim Tiyo Ki Kadosh Ani Hashem. It's Kedoshim Tiyo Ki Kadosh Ani Hashem Elokechem. I am your God. That's a relationship. Because it's God's name, but it's got us tacked on. Elokechem. Your God. All in one word. Let's see. Masilas Yasharm says, and I, I think I mentioned this before, we didn't read it inside, on the Midah of Kedusha. Inyan HaKedusha, the, the principle, the concept of Kedusha. Trilaso Hishtadlus, we've seen this more than once. Visofo Matana. The beginning of it is Hishtadlus, is our effort. Visofo Matana, the end of it is a gift. Which brings us back to right the whole idea of Hakobi de Shemaim Chutzmir Shemaim. Hashem is showing it to us, and yet it's our effort that has to be there. Hahishtadlus who? What's the effort part that we have to make? Aleph Shiyeh Adam Nivdal Vened Tak Mina Chomrius Legamri that a person has to be able to elevate and separate himself from physicality, so that he's not tied to it or attached to it or controlled by it, or moved by it. This is Kedusha we're talking about. So it's already, right? And that's Kedusha, elevation from. And Beis, It's not enough for a person to go live in a cave and wear a loincloth and eat, like, only pita and salt, right? And drink water. That doesn't... All that is is removal from physicality. But it doesn't have a purpose on its own. It's only purposeful with that second aspect of it, which is clinging always to the divine. Mm-hmm. When it is a freeing yourself of the physical in order that you are now open, right? In the same way that Kedushin in a marriage is saying, I am closing off all these other men, right? People will talk about someone who is afraid of commitment, right? They're afraid to get married because there might be somebody better out there. So they didn't marry anybody. They end up with nothing. All possibilities being left open leads to zero actually happening. 
when a person says, I'm committed, it's not those other people, but now I do have this opening. It's not the physicality, and therefore it's clinging to Hashem. And then even at the time when he is busy with a physical action, or it is necessary for him in order to keep his, I mean, you got to, you know, God gave you a body, so if you're trying to serve Hashem with it, you'd better fill the gas tank, and you'd better eat something, and you'd better sleep, you know, at some point if you want to function properly at your best for God, his, his spirit will not be swerved or pushed off course by the physicality because he's not connected to it, just using it. Like, oh, okay, I have to eat something, so I have to eat something. But I'm not eating because it tastes so good or it looks so good or it smells so good. I want it. And this allows a person to grow and to cling to Hashem with the power of love together with the power of Yira. This is the Ava and the Yira joined together is the Kedusha. It's the Yira that holds the person back from sticking to the Gashmias, but it's the Ava that he's clinging to Hashem with. And those two together give it that full meaning of Kedusha. The Vilna Gon, he says it with regard to tefillah, but it's in particular related to Kedusha. Just interesting because it's a bottom-up approach, so to speak. Like a person who stands down below and throws something to a place that's higher than where he's standing. That's what davening is like. When you're davening, it's like, how can I reach Kedusha? Like... I should, how can I even have the nerve to say, Am I a Kadosh? Okay, so Rav Hirsch like opened the door by telling me that what we need for Kedusha is to be aspiring to Kedusha, is to mm-hmm. always be turning towards the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Mm-hmm. When, I'm, when I'm faced with something, to realize I have a choice here. In some way, I can choose God. I can choose to do what is right over here. Okay. But the Gros says when it comes to tefillah, to Shemona Esrei, to davening, it's like we stand at whatever level we're at, but then we throw something up. So yeah, the higher we throw it, the higher it'll go, but it's more than that. Where it goes is higher than where we are. I can reach higher than where I am with that tefillah. It's like a feather. It's like a very awesome image. Okay. And this the, the Kedusha, where Kedusha is preparation, right? One of the definitions of Kedusha was everything that is Kadosh requires preparation. And Rav Hirsch, one of his definitions for Kedusha was this. It was the very height of being absolutely ready for all that is good. When you've reached the peak of your preparation for the wedding, you're dressed, <laughs> you've chased away all the other suitors, um, you've got the flowers, you've got the band. Now you're absolutely at the peak of being ready for that which is good to begin. That's also Kedusha. That's a definition of Kedusha. You've, you've separated and prepared yourself completely. And that kind of takes us to that space where now we're going into a different phase of Bakasha, 
and relationship to Hashem. This, we've reached a sort of a peak of our preparation for that, which is good. We stand, we like climb this peak, and even when we got to the peak, we sort of climbed a peak and reached up as high as we could, and then we start. And then we throw, right? We gotta reach even farther. And not to despair that it's farther, higher than where we really are. Because that's the whole point. The whole point of tefillah is we're reaching to somewhere that's higher than where we really are. That's turning our face towards the Holy of Holies when we daven. Is we're throwing ourselves towards somewhere farther than where we really are. And that doesn't mean we don't know where we really are. It just means we know where we're really aiming for. Which is kedoshim to you. Okay, so one last thing I wanted to do was the word sela. Um, not in tremendous detail. I wish I knew more about it. Um, the Gemara in Erevin says, Wherever we find in the Torah the idea of netzach for eternity, sela, which is a difficult word, I don't exactly know how to describe it, or va'ed, like le'olam, le'olam va'ed. Um, it means it's something that does not cease ever. It never ceases. So when we say, it's, it's ceaselessly. It's always. Forever and ever. Um, the son of the Gra says, Sela means all day. So in this case, he's saying, Bechol yom means each and every day, and selah means constantly through the day, unceasingly within the day. Erev, vavoker, v'tzorayim, evening, morning, and night. Don't know if he's referring specifically to when we daven, mm-hmm. or if he means like constantly. And it's that idea of the tamid, right? Shemona Esrei is the carbon tamid, mm-hmm. which is tamid, it's every day, and it's tamid, it's regularly occurring within a day. That seems to be the idea of Selah. He says it's Miloshan Mesila. A Mesila means a path or a route. Asher Solu Babneyadam, which people go through. So in other words, it's the path you're on. The path you're on is a path of Kedusha. The path of each day that you're traversing and being moved through in time, a sort of path through time that's constant. And the Mesilos Yesharim now, just to wind up, we end with, on the one hand, we said, and that has to come from our free will and our choice. And the Mesilos Yesharim said, well, it all starts with Hishtadlis, with our own effort. He said, but I also told you that it ends with Matana, with a gift. So where do we see that? He says it ends with a gift because in truth, a person is not able to make himself. How do we have the power to do that? Where do we get the education? Where do we even get a will to, to think that we would want to achieve such a thing? It's easy enough to look around at the world around us and see a lot of people who don't appear to be aware or care about this at all. Mm-hmm. Maybe we had parents who always tried to do the right thing, even if they didn't know to teach us Torah. But some, like it's all, this is a very big gift. Mm-hmm. So he says, really, this is, this is too heavy a load for anyone to, you know, if you would say that every person who's born has to figure out how to do that on their own, and yet we're saying that at the, the beginning of it is Ishtadlis. He says, in the end, a person is only 
actually physical and limited by his... On the one hand, we can become supernatural and control our physicality. But when you get right down to it, we're still in this human body in this lifetime. So there will be failures and there will be limitations of the body. People get the flu. <laughs> if nothing else, you get a cold. <laughs> one of my kids said to me, how come when you get a sinus infection, you can't see, you can't hear, and you can't think? Right? Your eyes are working, your ears are working, your brain seems to be working. Why? But forget it. You have a bad headache. You can't do any of those things. Like, what is that? Right? In the end, he's chomri and boss dumb. Al Kenamarti, that's why I said Matona, that the end of Kedusha is a gift. It starts with the effort, it ends with the gift. Kimasha Yuchal Adam. Again, you hear those echoes of what Rav Hirsch was saying about the Holy of Holies never quite really being achievable. And yet it's where we're aiming. And Hashem says, Kedoshim Tihiyu, you will be holy. Right? Kimasha Yuchal Adam Lasos. So what can a person do? Well, what he's able to do, what he's able to do is hahishtablos harishon, to make the first effort, to take the first steps. That's the hardest part. Beredifas hayediyahamitis, in pursuing truth and knowledge, the hasmadas hahaskala bikdushas hamaisa, and a constant effort to recognize in the physicality of every action and everything out there that there is a higher purpose and elevation. Achasofu. But in the end, it's Hashem who's going to lead him on that path, that he wishes to go upon. Right? Chazal tell us, the way a person wishes to go, he's led that way. The And God will bestow and rest upon the person, Hashem's Kedusha, and infuse him with holiness. I think he's made a new definition of Kedoshim Tiu Kikatoshani Hashem Alkechem. Ve'az Yitzlach Biyado Zehadavar. And then he will be successful in this. So who is successful? That's That he should be able to achieve this degree of clinging and staying close to God. Imo Yisbarch Betmido. Staying close to Hashem may be blessed with constancy. Kimasha Hateva Moneami Menu. Because that which finite nature will withhold from the person, Yazreu Yisbarach, Hashem will help him with. V'siyu'o yitainlo, and he will give him his help. In truth, the Svasana says, all Kedusha is from above. The source of Baruch Kivod Hashem Mimikomo, from his place. All Kedusha is drawn from a common source up above. A person really needs to know this that whatever Kedusha he can find in himself below is actually something that he has drawn down or been given to him from on high. And really, if you wanted to tease out what our role is in, a, in Kedusha, it's the hachana <coughs> lekabel ha-Kedusha. It's preparing ourselves, making ourselves suited to receiving the Kedusha which when you get right down to it is what every single one of these explanations has told us. From the Maharal saying the word Nora, Hashem reveals himself and his glory into the world, but it's not that he imposes his Yira, it's that we have to see it and choose it. Right? It's the Mesilas Yasharim saying you make that effort 
and you turn towards doing it and you work on it and yet it's impossible and yet you keep going with it and Hashem provides really Tzvah is saying the same idea in a different way mm-hmm. he's saying so our real role in Kedusha is not to worry about how much Kedusha we can manage it's to be constantly preparing ourselves for Kedusha it's, it's the bride who says yes I, I do right and, and gets the gown and gets ready and shows up for the wedding and invites the guests and prints up the ventures and still has to wait for him to put the ring on her finger but it's making yourself ready to accept the Kedusha. And so we end with Baruch HaTor Hashem HaKel HaKadosh. Even though we just said that it's up to us to see it, to recognize it, and to choose it, Baruch HaTor Hashem HaKel HaKadosh. Hashem is Kel. He is the source of all power. Kel is power. All other power emanates from his power. The word Elohim, right? Our power is emanating from Kale. Hakadosh. He infuses all power that emanates from him with power and with Kedusha that is separate from and above any physicality and yet infuses it. So I think that will conclude the third bracha. And in Mitzvah next time we meet, we'll start with the Bakashos, yeah, which is like a whole new phase. Um, and the only thing is I'm not absolutely certain if I can manage Sheer this coming week. Yes. Um, Shall we, we call you? Or we yeah, I, I think I need to call you. You can call me. If you didn't hear from me <laughs> by Monday or Tuesday, ask me, um, right. be, especially because we're starting a new section, which always means more preparation, preparation time. Um, and I have a combination of not only working next week, but the kids don't have school. So I'm not exactly yeah. sure how that's all going to pull together. So that's why I'm not... Yeah. I'm you just a put a message on my tape. Okay. You don't have to wait till I... Okay, yeah. I will I try, and, try and make sure to do that. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Have a good week. Yeah. You can make it.